You're listening to the Shantyman Podcast, a conversation designed to help those recovering from religion find true faith in the Creator. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Good to have you here. Victor Summer sitting across the table from Sam Rushton. Sam Rushton, Victor Summers. What's going on, Vic? The Shantyman Podcast. How you doing? Ah, I'm doing awesome. I'm yeah. super pumped about today. Me too. Not sure what's going to go down. A lot of unknowns. A lot of unknowns to this podcast. Is there really a lot of unknowns? Well, that's usually the way. You know, we look at the table here that we're uh, podcasting around. There are absolutely no notes, no script, no ideas. There are Timbits. You know what? <laughs> in the unknowns, you just need to trust in the Lord. It's true. <laughs> I do, and that's what we're doing. It's like uh, it's like jumping out of a plane every time we press record on this thing. So what? hopefully the pod, hopefully the parachute opens. It will. Hopefully it the does. podcast opens. Hopefully the podcast opens. Well, it did open, and uh, this is it. We want to start off the podcast today, and I think we need to get this out, uh, get it off our chest right away. Oh, we are so mad right away. Actually, I don't know what you're talking about. So, well, you uh, you do know because oh, do we I? are so mad. What are we mad at, Victor? We uh, so we got a little rivalry going with oh. another with another local podcast. You know what, Miramichi? Podcasters. Uh, when it comes to Miramichi, we're fighting for the top podcast of Miramichi. We already right. got it easily. <laughs> there are there are a total of eight podcast listeners in all of the city, <laughs> and uh, we're all fighting for the same eight. Right. No. Who's the who's our rivalry against? Uh the uh, we want to give a, a shout out to the boys at the Bush League podcast. Yeah, the Bush League. They just recently and and I set everyone up uh, with this with a little bit of backstory here. We we were at a concert the other night, Sam and I. Yep. And Sam turned to me or who, I or I don't know who noticed it first. Um Yeah, it was me. I noticed Yeah, but on, one of one of us come across a, a a meme. Yeah. Uh, claiming that they were the best, the best podcast. podcast. Yeah, and uh, that was the gauntlet. That was the gauntlet that was thrown down. We're like, mm, nah, no way. <laughs> he, l- he literally said that, <laughs> like, like a black woman. His head went back and forth. His finger come up, and he shook it, and he said, uh, uh-uh. uh, uh-uh. uh, 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 <laughs> just Not like in my that. House. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we want you to comment below on ours. Below the podcast. Below the podcast. Wherever. I always say that. We, we're not even sure <laughs> if there is a below. But what are you asking the people to comment? Like, who's this better? Is that what you're saying? Well, <laughs> I, d- I don't know. That feels weird. That uh, doesn't you know feel Christian. That you, doesn't you feel Christian. You know what actually would be fun? If, if like, because we're starting, so we're going to, you know, we're definitely coming. We already posted something back. We're like, take that, suck us. Mm-hmm. It'd be hilarious if we got, like, all our Shantyman followers to, like, join in the fun, you know, like, to be, like, have some little comments and make it a little, like, fun thing. Yeah. We obviously mean no harm. I, I think what we're trying to say is go check out the Bush League podcast. Actually, you know what would be great? <laughs> yeah, go check. You know what? It would be great uh, um, for this whole little uh, fun war thing is just go rate theirs on iTunes and give them a one star. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> give them a five star and then come give us a five star. Yeah. We don't have enough five uh, stars. That's right. Yeah, go check out the Bush League podcast. We know a couple of them on there. So Yeah, we should uh, we should have them on our podcast too. We nah. could we could do that. No, it's kidding. Yeah, we could do that. And yeah. and have like a like a like a battle. Podcast battle live. Ooh. Like a rap battle. <laughs> Does that work if it's a podcast I battle? I have no idea. We're gonna figure it out though, because that would be awesome. Yeah. 
So we have a special guest that's coming on uh, today. Yeah. And his name is Noah. Hey, hey Noah. Guys. Let's hey. introduce Noah. Let's introduce, no, introduce, what's your name? <coughs> My name's Noah. Nice. Yeah, Noah Black. How's it going? Pretty good. Good. I, I have a, what if you guys switched host? What if you let them host the Shantyman ones? Oh, and, and we you host, host, host Oh, well, that's a good idea. They're very different. Like the vibes of, of the two podcasts are very different. Like we usually have a, a specific theme or guest and they are just like very like, hey, let's just talk about whatever we want to talk about that comes to our mind type thing. So it'd be interesting to see if we could pull off there. And if they could pull off what you guys do. Yeah. They're Bush League. We're professional. <laughs> hey, they labeled their own. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just saying I'm just saying what they're saying. Uh, that's right. <laughs> no, that that might be that might yeah. be interesting, yeah. That's a good idea, Noah. Switch switch Man, seats. It's been done in millions of podcasts before. It's not <laughs> it's not original <laughs> at all. You can go now. That's your yeah. one good idea. Yeah. Why do we invite him on again? That, that just for it. just for that. that Th- thanks for listening to the podcast, everyone. We're dismissed. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, Noah, you uh you come up this morning from Moncton, right, to be with us? Uh yesterday. Last night. I or came yesterday. up yesterday. Yeah, I had the day oh, off. Oh right. Um Sam I, Sam said uh, ages ago if I would be interested in coming and talking on the podcast. It yep. definitely was. Uh, and then so I was like, hey, I got Friday off. What if I come up? And he said, yeah, let's do it. And then didn't tell me that this yeah, was I confirmed. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, was, I was texting you to make like firm up uh, a time. And I then remember we, that. we had time and then I didn't even tell him. <laughs> and I, I got right back to you on the time. <laughs> yeah. And you never relayed. And then I didn't even tell him what time we were doing it. So you came up last night. And I should have known that because just before we went live, you guys shared. And, and I felt like it was more of a confession than, than a... <laughs> no than information on how you spent your evening last night. And we don't have to get into that right now. In prayer. But Only if in you prayer. want to. We but, spent it But in let prayer. me just say, yeah, no, it was not in prayer. <laughs> Listeners, if you're listening. <laughs> what? Well, we played. It, let's, let's. Okay, did, Noah. Let's oh, let, you want let's me let to? Let's let Noah to share what you two Christian men spent the evening doing loose last term night. loose term but uh we played D D. we played D D with a couple other now Christian I, I, men. I love i love how it's been abbreviated to D D. yeah oh. now, right <laughs> i really and wanted this to is, say uh, what my friend calls it but this is the this is the very this is the new thing uh, right you've you've taken dungeons and dragons all right thank you yeah. dungeons and dragons we all know it well Wait, we all know those. What, those what of us, why does it matter if it's abbreviated? The, because it's not. It it's didn't. actually a pretty you know, fascinating thing to see how nerd culture has like permeated society at this mm-hmm. point. Do you, I didn't realize how many big time celebrities pl- like Terry Crews he has on on YouTube where he plays a game of D and D. Who else? Vin Diesel was on there. Like some bigger names are are like celebrities are like yeah, this is fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. go play it. Right. The he Russo to, brothers, the ones that made Avengers, they play in a game. Oh, yeah, that's I think right. I might be making stuff up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Teresa, she plays the <laughs> yeah. game. I she think loves her and Gandhi it. have a regular <laughs> session. Back and every forth. Week. Yeah, every regular. Week. It's a Wednesday at 7 uh, every week. Wh- why is that such a big deal if it's what we were trying to it's hide? Not it? a, it's not a big deal. You it really hate isn't. It. It's a joke. But you know what? 
and and we're gonna do another podcast. And may, you might be the guy to come up and talk yes. talk about this too. I don't know. We're, we don't yeah. we don't know what you. I'm we an don't expert know. in a lot of things. <laughs> you're right. Your, your background is. I'm you're, an expert in nothing. <laughs> actually, you might be a little too young because I come up through the '80s, oh, and the I satanic come up during panic. the, the sat- satanic panic, and yeah. we want to do a podcast on the yeah, satanic yeah. panic. I would I would l- yeah. love to either listen to that or ask questions about it yeah what your experience was because that is kind of fascinating yeah. To me. yeah yeah so we're gonna yeah i think we'll do a whole podcast on that and it's so it, it's cool because i didn't uh, you know i hadn't even put a name to it of course nobody did until the hindsight looking back on it but uh, but that was all part of it oh absolutely. right the, yeah, the, yeah. the real when did the that, real when hatred did, of when did it that start becoming a, a, th- uh, a a game like when has like did uh, D come out before that? And yeah, then like it was in, labeled uh, as satanic. I think Gary Gygax made the game in like the seventies. Okay, so right and before, then, the... and then it kind of picked up steam a bit, and then it was that that huge pendulum swing in the eighties where that was going on. Maybe I don't know. Like I said, I my information is loose at best. Mm, yeah, yeah. So then why why? But do you, it sounds accurate. Why do you uh, play it? Why do I play? Yeah. D&D? Uh, to me, it's a creative outlet. I like storytelling. Um, I don't feel like I don't feel like I always get the opportunity to be creative in my normal day to day. It's a it's a fun little hobby, and I tend to uh, I tend to like community, like being around people a lot, oh, yeah. and yeah. that's an easy way to do that for an extended period of time. Yeah, yeah. People bring snacks, feed me. It's nice. Yeah, I just recently got introduced to it by Noah and. Uh, yeah, I'm the root cause He's of all your problems. Of all. <laughs> every every movement has an evangelist, I guess. Yeah. We've. And uh, my my wife is just like, what the, you know? And and then like, why do you why do you want to play it? And it was the same way that you, thing that you said is like, it's super interesting, creative. I enjoy the aspect of storytelling and being like in a space where you can create some things. And 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 two, when we first played, it was with a bunch of us guys, like. Oh my goodness! Should we say their names I've so never, we out them in the public? Out of <laughs> I never laughed so hard like in a long time until we played that. Like we were laughing so hard, it was just so much fun. Like just so much fun. It's it's still the thing you you joke about that about outing someone, but there's there's certain circles that you would still oh. run in where you wouldn't you wouldn't admit yeah. to playing. I'm, I'm smiling at Victor right now. This was my secret hobby for like two years. <laughs> like I played with yeah. I played with a, co- a small collection of dirty people little secrets and not. It didn't really start coming out until I uh, moved in with some friends, and they were like, "What are you doing this Sunday night?" And I was like, "Oh, I have a Dungeons and Dragons," <laughs> and they were like, "Like in costume?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> not in costume." Um, but yeah, and so it, it actually was that there was a a point in where it broke the the uh, what do you call that? Like that barrier of like secret. Sure. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. now it's it's pretty okay to talk about. I'm glad this is where we started uh, in the podcast. What? <laughs> You're glad that's where we? Yeah, started? I'm glad. I'm glad we're gonna go from D and D to like what we want to talk about. Like, I think that's a good. <laughs> let's just get it all out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it's so cleansing. It's a cleansing experience. The only experience I had with with Dungeons and Dragons, and I'll use the full name just to make oh sure. Just we to, just use it because it's faster. D and trying to hide something. Uh, we had a we had a foster child at our house, and he he was in in, in involved. Can you <laughs> he say played, he played? He played a yeah, game. he played it's a game. game. He was he, he was played in, it. I'll 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 <laughs> oh say goodness. I'll say the words you're that right. I want to say. Okay? Yeah, I don't. I, you're right. I shouldn't steal your language from you. Um, Go ahead. But he, w- there was no board. 
there was no right. uh, implements whatsoever, and I don't know how you guys do it. We right. have impl- implements. You, yeah, a th- lot there's of no tools, implements. A lot of tools. <laughs> but Scissors he would, and knives. My, <laughs> my brother and I would sit, and he would just tell stories. Yeah. Yes. And, and then ask us questions. And it was all coming out of his head. And it was wild. It was oh, wild. so you've played before? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'm telling you he what... He was involved. I, I, Are I you was involved. To his language? You've been, you were involved with it before. It, that's all it was. It was, it was this guy yeah. um, telling stories. And then he'd stop and he'd like... Vaden, what do you want to do? And Vaden, <laughs> my brother, would tell him what to do. And then he'd go on a different... A yeah, different yeah. I think he was just telling stories myself. Yeah, but. really, I think, like, at its root, it's a, it's a game based on that idea of collaborative storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same as, like, you know, we, t- we talk about, like, what-if scenarios. It's, like, just a derivative of that, saying, like, oh, so what would you do if you walked downstairs and all the money was gone? Right, and then yeah. you would be like, "Oh, I would, I would right. search yeah, the yeah. room for fingerprints." Yeah. Like that essentially is the the collaborative storytelling. And too, like even the even like the aspect of um, having a person where it's like, like I like being as like I don't want it to be just me, who I am. So when you have a character who is um, going to make decisions or think differently than me, and then you get to actually like act that out in the game. So. If, if I'm going to be somebody who's um, like has a different personality or going to make different choices, then, then <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm just, I, I just, the, I'm laughing at this is where we're at in the conversation. That's what oh I'm laughing goodness. at. Because <laughs> not the intention to talk about D&D. But it was, su- it was super interesting. Yeah, so that's yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then what was the intent? So uh, let, let's just, uh, it, we can move on. Sure. So that's a, a big hobby of yours. What what else is, um, I mean, we brought you on because there's a That's what you're all about. That's yeah, what you're this, all about. <laughs> my <laughs> identity is not my own. It's actually all my characters that I play. This is what you, this is, is what you Breck and Ray and yeah. Fatima. Yeah, all those people. Um, he knows their names. So what, uh, yeah. we, we brought you on because of uh, a bit of your uh, career uh, some of the, your career choices and interest and in, in sure. some things. So why don't you uh, just tell us a little bit about that? We can move into uh, our, uh, a bit of topic. Yeah. Stuff. So uh, I just entered into a new job this July, but for two years prior to that, I worked in Moncton uh, as a supportive housing um, worker. And right. so I worked with people that were experiencing homelessness in the city of Moncton and uh, just supported them through their journey and tried to help them find and you know secure subsidized housing through the government and, mm-hmm. and help them make all those steps and do all those things uh, as they you know as they articulated where they wanted to go in life. Yeah. Okay. And then what's your current role now? Current role, uh, yeah, a little bit of a change. Uh, July came around, and I took a position uh, at a program that's called Plus One Mentoring. Mm -hmm. And I am a coordinator with another individual there. And we uh, get referrals uh, from either social development or uh, the school system or different organizations in the city that refer at-risk youth and uh, we match them with a volunteer in the community and see them meet every week for a year as the youth wants to like work on goals so yeah it's uh, a different change in job but there still probably is a lot of your heart in it of helping uh you know helping um the community and different people and that kind of stuff so yeah yeah it does feel like uh this taking this role hopefully is a little more like you know, intervening in people's lives and acting before they get to the point where they would have came through our doors at the other program. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So then the program that you were doing before, like, um, just tell us a little bit about it. Like what were, did you have goals as far as what you're, uh, or who you're focused on or what you're trying to yeah. do in that? So we specifically worked with single individuals, um, that were experiencing homelessness. Usually they probably had, uh, we would say like chronic homelessness or episodic. So they would go through periods of either using the shelter or sleeping mm-hmm. rough outside or couch surfing. Um, they probably had a track record, uh, with having maybe secured housing before, but losing it because of something with a landlord or not being able to make rent and having gotten evicted. Um, and so that usually was like the kind of demographic that we worked with Mm -hmm. in, in the, in the homeless population. And yeah, that's kind of interesting. I'll play devil devil's advocate a little bit with you because I mean, a lot of people, myself included, uh, although I'm trying to educate myself more. A you playing bit. a character right now in a game? Oh, <laughs> no. no, he's not playing. I'm he's not. Involved. Involved, involved as a character right now. <laughs> <laughs> the hole We're, you have dug, Victor. <laughs> and exactly. it's the devil. I'm coming, I'm it's coming the, at it. It's, it's the devil's right hand man. Digging myself, <laughs> div- digging myself back out of it. Because um, <clears throat> a lot of people don't understand homelessness or, or why someone would find yeah. themselves homeless, right? Like, in in a, a very you know simple understanding of it, and then a very simple question: Well, why don't you just get right. a job? Why yeah. don't you just go home? Why don't you just find a friend? Yeah. You're making me angry talking like that. No, uh, uh, right. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the reality that I encountered coming into the job was that I did have to wrestle a bit with that ignorance aspect right. or ignorant yeah. aspect and being just a bit uneducated and uninformed because it's a very complex and nuanced thing. There can be a lot of reasons. Uh, and I think, I think it, there, there's a lot to be said about how one's childhood can lead you into a, a certain journey and path mm-hmm. also, but it can also like just snap in an instant too. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, jobs shift or you lose a job companies moving in a different direction, those kind of things. Mm. So um, it's it's just not, you know, completely under-resourced people, although under being under-resourced is part of it. it. It could be, you know, somewhat upwardly mobile individuals who just find themselves in a very difficult situation. Yeah, I, I think the important thing, too, is, like, to understand that the people that ha- are currently experiencing homelessness have their own narrative to tell too right Right. and maybe part of the the conversation is asking them about Mm. what what brought them here Mm -hmm. right i think for me it just was a very eye-opening thing as i started talking to you like years ago when you started the job of being like homelessness in like new brunswick type thing you know where you it's almost like a thing you see it in a big city or in this somewhere a big city in the states or something like that um, because a lot of times that's where you actually kind of interact with the people. You'll be walking down the street and someone might come and, you know, looking for money or something like that. And you're like, that person must be homeless. But, yeah. but then the definition of homeless isn't, isn't always that. And then seeing how just, it's not just a big city, uh, it could be New Brunswick that holds people who are homeless. And then, um, well, so to kind of have my eyes open to the fact that it's like, even here in Miramichi, uh, we might not see people on the, on the streets that way, right? Yeah, but yeah, there yeah. are people who are homeless. It's just 
what does that mean? What does yeah, that look like? Yeah, I mean, it could look like, you know, a relative sleeping on your couch. Right. Right? Like, that's what it is. It could. It, it doesn't have to be someone that's panhandling on the street corner at yeah. the stoplights or trying to come, like, clean the snow off your car or wipe your windshields and stuff and asking for money. It doesn't have to be that. It could be, yeah, it could be the person that is uh, couch surfing or, you know. And I think for us here in Miramichi, it's, it probably is mostly that you know we we uh we don't see a lot of of quote unquote street people the people that are literally living in the street right uh, although we, they may be there and we don't see them that's that yeah. might be a reality too but it's interesting this this conversation is somewhat timely for us because as sam said we do think of this as a as a a big city problem. I'm looking at an image right now, Hollywood, and we're going to get to California here in a minute and talk a bit about that. But we do see it as a big city problem. And and Moncton, definitely, I think Moncton population-wise is the largest city in New Brunswick. Sure. I, was, I have no idea. Yeah, Moncton, Moncton or <laughs> sure. St. John. Yeah. Probably like 12 million, something like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it's huge. 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 So, <laughs> so, so we think, well, that's a Moncton problem. It's not a Miramichi right. problem. Right. But but we had a bit of a <clears throat> and I, I would say we call it a scare this summer in Miramichi because we had a, uh, a apartment complex uh, was was temporarily condemned. Oh, and and yeah. we had, you know, I think there were 50 or 60 individuals mm-hmm. that all of a sudden, like with one snap of a finger, you got 15 minutes to get out. Wow. And then the city scrambled, yeah. like literally the, I, I would say ill-prepared um not to place blame but but because this this was a such a a unique situation and and b i think we i think we are as a city just not prepared for something like yeah. that yeah and i i don't know your guys's de- like city demographic super well so i don't know like how we're com- all awesome you're if all that awesome. counts yeah okay sure uh i believe that <laughs> Uh, I, and I don't know, like, I don't know if you have a lot of like what we would call rooming houses where you rent a room or if it's mostly apartments. I even don't know what like the NB housing allotment looks like here, like provincial housing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm probably not the best to ask about those kind of numbers and, 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 and any city. Uh, let alone the Miramichi, but yeah, and and that's the thing. It can be it can be that sudden sometimes, yeah. right? Where someone experiences this sudden shift in their life, mm. and it was beyond them. Like right. they have no control over yeah. that. Well, and I think in, even in other jurisdictions where you would have had a facility that was at least, you know, emergency shelter. You know, like a men's shelter that mm. you know would typically have twenty-five beds. They have you know six guys hanging out there now. Uh, you know, so they they have nineteen beds to give up or whatever. Um, I don't remember that math may not. I don't remember the numbers. <laughs> no, six, I used. six plus nineteen is twenty-five. You <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew you were tracking with me, but but we didn't have any of that. So you know, we were scrambling. The city was scrambling. I wasn't involved, although they did call me, which. Which is interesting because we, as Eastside Church, we have properties here right. in the city, and so that sent sent us down a a, a thought thread as Eastside Church is what is our response going to be yeah. uh, to to this uh, homelessness issue, or even in a situation where it comes up like that again, that we can be very very quick to respond to yeah. a need like that. Yeah. Um, what, what, what has been your experience as you've, as you've 
navigated this culture and, and, and have helped, tried to find resources for uh, these, your, for your clients, what, what has been your experience when it comes to the church? And, and yeah, maybe share, okay. your, share, yeah, your, yeah. share um, your philosophy on that a little uh, bit. It's interesting because like there is, there is most definitely in Moncton uh, churches that are involved um, and even parachurch mm-hmm. organizations too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if I want to name drop everyone, but there's definitely like churches and, and parachurch organizations that are involved in the community mm-hmm. there and doing things like anything from like community meals to mm-hmm. operating a shelter to, you know, there's, uh, uh, you know, a place to go if you're trying to like overcome your substance use disorder mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like there's a lot there and there's even churches that run like 12 step programs and things like that or host those things. Yes. So there is definitely, I would say activity from churches in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, my experience with it is like, I felt going through that time was, uh, twofold. I think one was like, how is this, is this me being the church in action, mm-hmm. like doing my normal day to day job? Mm. Uh, and if that's the case, is that enough? And the other part of that is being like, what does it look like when an individual that is experiencing these things, like comes into our church mm-hmm. and what does that, what is that going to look like? Right. Like what, what are we going to ask or requ- maybe require of them? Um, if anything, right. Like, well, cause, well, cause pro- uh, uh, yeah, most churches that are going to reach out, um, that way pr- probably have a, well, yeah, pr- I w- yeah. Probably have an agenda behind it. Would, would you say that's yeah, yes or no? Yeah, I don't know. I can't speak for churches, I don't think. Well, but okay, it, but, it fine, but you can speak in general. Like yeah. as, in, as far as experience goes, being in church, like I've been in church, a lot of times I've, I've experienced it's like we want to make impact on these people, but it, it, there's definitely almost like strings attached or an agenda behind it yeah. or those kinds of things, right? Where you're like, okay, okay what maybe like thinking about what are the goals of what, you know, what we're doing? Why are we doing this? You know, those kinds of things. Yeah. And I think, I think that's kind of the question that I wrestled with a lot is like what, what I did as a job was very much like with a harm reduction approach. So what yeah. that means is, is that I was not, I was, I was entering people's lives to help support them through their journey and asking them, to not give up anything, right? Mm-hmm. Just be like, you t- you tell me what you want to work on, and mm-hmm. then we try to figure that out together, right? So sometimes it meant, like, how do we incorporate, uh, you know, if someone that was spending a lot of money on drinking or something like that, like, how do we incorporate that in your, like, building a budget that still makes room for that? Because if they're not ready to take that step, I'm mm. I'm not going to make them do mm. that. I'm I don't want to give them strings attached to the support that I offer, and 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 I I I felt tension with that in the church because like we talk about like evangelism or or wanting to convert someone, right? Right? <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think do, that's we, what people we, want to do. We do talk about that. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think sometimes we require a certain shift in thinking or action or things like that. Mm. Um, 
and yeah, I wonder sometimes like how much of that was like necessary before good support could come mm-hmm. from the church. Yeah. Right. Like you need, you know, you need to give this up or stop doing this or, you know, make sure you have this and this before you are in our community and we can offer you the support that you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, another thing that I thought of too is like, I've known for quite some time too within the church circuit is like benevolent funds are a thing mm-hmm. and people were able to like reach out to churches like over the phone or email or sometimes showing up and require assistance that way. And I think a lot of churches still have those where it's like money that they set aside specifically to meet needs in community. Mm. Uh, you know, if it's some like maybe it's a single mother mm-hmm. and yeah. they're like, Hey, I can't get groceries this week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I've always really wrestled with that uh, as far as having church budgets and stuff. <laughs> and then sometimes being almost sad or frustrated to see that we've spent a lot of money on new lights or new sound equipment, but haven't been giving to people who have need. Like being like, how do we use this money to, to for people who truly have a need, right. you know? So um, I'm not do trying you think to that's condemn. Un- do you think it's unbiblical? Uh, no, what I was trying to say is I'm not trying to necessarily say that in condemning. I'm sorry, I was wrestling with it being like, is this right? Like, is it right for us to be going and doing these things? So I, I've talked to different people about it where they're like, well, yeah, you're because you're still impacting a different group of people. Some, you might have these people come in like young families because that's what they like. So you're drawing in, but also just seeing how, but also seeing the flip side of being like the, the, the early church when they first got started, were like selling all the possessions to give to the poor. So, right. so if, yeah. if, if there's, if there's, <laughs> sure. if, if there's no balance of being like, we want to reach, for instance, like young families. So we're going to, uh, have better quality, uh, uh technological equipment, or we're going to have better this and that. But, but if, if people in, in the churches in the community and the church as a whole and, and Christians as a group aren't willing to like, and I'm, <laughs> I, it sucks cause I'm saying this and being like, Oh, well, yeah, I'm not doing it. Um, so, uh, are willing to give things that we say are valuable for the sake of giving to people who truly need it, then maybe we're missing what the early church was about. Yeah. And I think, I think that speaks to the fact that is like to, to tackle a problem as complex as homelessness and community, like on a church level or government level is like, I don't know what the solution looks like for Mm -hmm. sure. I don't think there's necessarily like an X, Y, Z that, this is what rids us of that problem. Right. Like it's an interesting when you guys talked about like what what uh, here in the Miramichi experienced recently is like, well, what did that lead you to do to like, you know, are, are you got what's the thought? Like, do you buy an apartment complex mm-hmm. as a church mm-hmm. and just rent it to families in need oh, or single yeah. individuals? Right. And and then if you do that, do you do you put different requirements of like do you have to be in the apartment at this time or does uh, this what it looks like? Or if we find this or we have, you know, suspicions huh. that you're doing this, this or this, could that jeopardize your housing? Cause I feel like that's what I experienced a bit in the provincial housing game. Right. It's not a game, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's an it, involvement. It, it's an involvement. <laughs> uh, there's, you know, w- when you're a landlord that has, is running a business, yeah. Right, you're not necessarily looking to do charity or looking to become more educated or aware, right? Uh, and maybe even as a church, you're not either. Um, 
and but, and you might get burned multiple times, right? Absolutely. Someone might come into your apartment and totally destroy it. Yeah, literally burn it. And th- this is <laughs> this is <laughs> something that I talk about a lot, and I try to, because we we have a couple of landlords, and and everyone's going to know. I don't need to say their names or where the 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 properties are, but everyone is so critical of these individuals because their their facilities are not up to par to where, you know. You know, I I don't have a beautiful home, but it it's 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 relatively nice. Um, <laughs> people would say, well, they're slum lords, right? You know? But what I what I try to inform people of is they are meeting a need, and they have a certain clientele that that cannot they would not be welcome at 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 any of the mm-hmm. nicer facilities because they're just not able to keep up an apartment like that and literally they're trashing the place they're you know because because everything else in their life is so in flux Mm. you know that they're not they're not able to and and so you could you could look at it another way as as these individuals are providing a service where these people would be out on the street if not for their you know crappy accommodations where it's it's warm they're safe they're inside they're secure and I, I, I think that asks the question then is like, is that the solution though, right? Is mm. is the solution merely let's put them in a house or an apartment? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that is, right? Like I think no. I think there's way from from the narratives and the stories that I got from, which is the same word, uh, <laughs> that, that I got from people. Uh, don't be so critical of yourself. Thank now. you. Um, <laughs> but from interacting with different individuals that I met through my experience there working is like there's a lot of things at play a lot of trauma a lot of hardship yeah and um and yeah I so so yeah some of the things that I feel like I got to the point of when I was finishing my time in that job in that role was like being frustrated with landlords and government Mm -hmm. uh because it didn't seem like the system was necessarily providing everything that I hoped it would. Right. Mm. Uh, especially when you learn about someone and build that relationship, right? Yeah. Like it, it makes you want to see them move in a good direction yeah. Yeah. or in a better what, direction. What, like uh, um, just, I guess about that, you build a relationship with somebody what what kind yeah. of, what kind of uh what kind of uh, needs are you seeing then that 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 should be pr- um or that we should work towards providing like obviously if it's not just a house what what other what other needs uh, are there yeah i think community is a big thing right like if you if you have for example if you've been living in a cycle of homeless experiencing homelessness for quite some time years or months or however long right you build a community there that uh, probably is indicative of a lot of like survival of the fittest mentality, right? You take what you want, you do what you have to to survive, mm. and you get to that level of like survival instinct, and then suddenly you I- encounter an in- individual that offers a program, right? And so they they volunteer for that, they buy into it, um. And suddenly I'm supposed to be like your new best friend. I'm going to come and ask you questions that you probably don't want to answer maybe because you barely know who I am. Uh, And I'm going to come to your house if we get you an apartment. I'm probably going to come weekly and check in on you and see what's going on Mm -hmm. and try to like break ground and build relationship from there. I mean, sometimes you do get in the outreach portion, you get to build that relationship before you enter into that. But for some individuals, it was very much like... Mm. 
you know, you meet at a committee. They're like, this it, it person's been, you know, we, we were able to to keep track of how long they've been experiencing homelessness. We have an apartment from the government. Mm. Uh, let's let's match them with you and do it. So I'd like go and meet someone for the first time and being like, hey, so this is what this program looks like. This is what we're going to do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I get it. I get being like, nah. Screw you, dude. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, and so, yeah, so, it, and it was very much like, okay, well, what do you want to work on? And what does it mean to, like, move out of that community and that space? Mm. Like, if you're used to living in shelter or rough sleeping or couch surfing and suddenly you're put in a one-bedroom apart- apartment where you see no one, it's like mm-hmm. that, that probably affects you. Mm. Right. Right? It would yeah. affect me. Yeah. Like I'm someone that like really craves community. I, I'm yeah. extroverted in nature, I think. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, you go and you you put someone in a, in a a cold room or right. you know mildly heated room or something like that, and you're like, okay, figure life out. Yeah. Right. That's the, uh, they're almost isolated. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So I think I think one of the big needs is like how do you how do you transition to healthy community or what does community look like for that individual? Yeah. Um. And I and you can go like a bunch of stuff like, you know, how much grace does a landlord show to someone that's entering into an apartment for the first time in maybe five years, mm-hmm. right? Like, do they do they show a different f- form of grace than that they might show to someone like the student that's in university mm. that has the parties, right? Like, how does that look, and how do you work on that? Um, or do you, or is it just like, no, I, I treat everyone equal, all the same. Mm-hmm. You break a rule, you get written up. You break mm. it twice, you're out. Yeah, thirty yeah. days notice. What do What do you think the What do you think the church's response to this needs to be? We We touched on that mm. a bit, and 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 not necessarily the church. Maybe we're talking about a collective, an ecclesia, the 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 Christians who who gathered in a, in a local a, a, a local church, a local ecclesia, uh, as individuals or as a group. Um, and, and let me just share a little bit. I'll. I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna share my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then you can you can refute or push back or whatever. Because I really don't think that government is the answer. I agree. Y- you agree. So I, I mean, we talked about uh, California. If you're in, in, involved in in looking at that at all, like we you know we have a there's a real mess happening in California. There's probably other jurisdictions as well, where the government has been completely relied upon to meet the needs of these under-resourced individuals who are in the street and oftentimes as is happening in California the most um, progressive uh, socialized system is doing a very poor job of caring for those individuals where I really believe that you know an organization like the church that comes in with a a multifaceted um, agenda not just to you know help someone get so can save the loss, get yeah. to heaven <laughs> but but we want to bring heaven down here for everyone right yeah um uh, what's your what's your thoughts on yeah, that? yeah I, I i think government i don't think government's the answer but i i from what i've experienced they have a part to play for sure sure right absolutely mm. and i mean like you can even narrow it down like if you look over the last year or two years um, even in Moncton, there's been a lot of media presence. Um, my old boss, give a shout out to Lisa Ryan. Lisa, uh, what's up? Yeah. She uh, has been an, an amazing advocate. Awesome. 
and uh, I think she's shown a lot of like brought a lot of spotlight to the issues that are going on in Moncton to, yeah. to make it you know to build that awareness. Right. Because uh, like you said too, I think there is that like not in my backyard syndrome yeah. going yeah. on. Like oh, it yeah. doesn't happen here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we even saw like a tent city over the the past summer that was established right. and had like city um, influence and things happening there, and then that um, being shut down and and all the fallout from that and what's it look like and there's going to be a new shelter and all these mm-hmm. kind of things and yeah i kind of feel like they're not even band-aids like they might be band-aids that will help maybe some people but they mm-hmm. it's not going to cure the problem yeah, it's not right. going to get to the root and i do think yeah the church probably has maybe even a bigger role to play than what we're doing currently so they need to sell some equipment sell some lighting <laughs> no but what, sell, what no really yeah, they maybe, should. Maybe yeah. they do. Maybe they do. Maybe what, they what, do. What, what do you feel? You, you, you keep saying something mentioned about the root. So we're trying to fix maybe service problems with the what? Like, is there? Do you do you guys have an idea of some root? Like, what would be the root, and then how to get to that? No, because I think the root can be different for everyone that's yeah. experiencing what they're experiencing. So right? individually, like, uh, yeah. Which means you've got to come along, and and this is the discomfort part, right? That I understand. I understand mm-hmm. before I entered this job. Right. Like there was definitely a difference in how I interacted with people panhandling on the street yeah. compared to like before I started working the job that I'm doing to that now. Oh, cool. So yeah. so you, you've reformed your understanding somewhat from. Yeah. Being involved and in I it. think I think I think that's maybe a good place for some of the church to start because I get it. It would be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the ask right now is probably too big to like, yeah, how do you feel about letting someone that might have a substance use disorder into your home? Yeah. Right, like, would yep. you want that? So, is, is that what you say? Like, because I'm thinking, um, you know, if we're trying to encourage people, and even in the church or outside the church, to start, um, uh, like, is is it then just is that what you're saying? Start just relationally. It's it's to start making decisions that you're saying, uh, I'm gonna build a relationship with yeah. another human being, and and try to work on. Th- like their needs and not say this is what I think your needs are this is yeah. what you're saying your needs are like and this is for me actually and we've talked a lot about this but this is actually kind of a cool thing where I'm now even seeing a few things that you're saying so just talk us talk us through that yeah I think that's a good place to start for sure is just building relationship with people I mean yeah I don't we, we don't have to get into the theological discussion of evangelism I don't think necessarily <laughs> no. but I do think there's a lot to be said about like what's it mean to to build and show love to with someone with the not the expectation that they're gonna reciprocate that back or yeah. have this big payoff right? right like you know as much as you know we might say we'd like to see people uh, come to know Christ or whatever, whatever term you want to use to that. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens if you show all love and do all these things, and that's not what—that's not the turnaround. Right? Is that—is mm. that indic? Is that enough to be like, well, no, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think the other thing is just like awareness, like um, the amount of resources that I've learned about in the last two years is uh, incredible. Hmm. Right. Just becoming more aware of the issue and what's going on and how it looks and how it's. Uh, nuanced and complex and yeah just encounter and it's 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 everywhere too that's the thing right Mm -hmm. like homelessness isn't solely in like california or moncton yeah it's here in the miramichi it's everywhere and so become informed you know like yeah 
ask the questions, like maybe as a church being like, hey, is is there organizations here in the city that we can partner with? Hmm. Right? Is that a thing? That um, might not be that might not be uh, Christian organizations. That might not either. hold yes. our values. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But is it still worth partnering with them to to see stuff happen here? Or just becoming aware of resources. I remember a friend of mine asking, like, okay, so what happens if I do see someone um, that I believe is probably in, like, a drug-induced psychosis or something like that? Who do I call? What do mm. I do? And just having that conversation with the, uh, with a friend of mine being like, okay, well, let's talk through that situ- situation. If you did see that, who would you call? What would you do? Mm. Right? Um, and those can be, that can be uncomfortable too. You know, the first time you call dispatch or 911, mm-hmm. uh, then yeah. deal, dealing with that, right? Like, yeah. and some of that is like encountering that discomfort and acknowledging it as a human being being like, Ooh, this, this doesn't sit well with me that yeah. this has to be done. Hopefully motivates to, to impact and change and do things yeah. different. I, I feel like our response needs to be needs to be more individualistic as well. And and there was a recent uh, question asked on Facebook by one of our our he he's a counselor in the city and very community minded, and he was asking what should our response be. I was a little bit disturbed to be honest with the responses that from people that said government has to do more. Hmm. And, and they completely uh, took themselves right. and their own responsibility to care for individuals in the community yep. out of the equation. Yep. And, and, and I get some of it. That, and, and a lot of the responses were, there's not enough money in my budget at the end yeah. of the month. How am I going to find more money to, to give away? But I, and I think there was, the answer is twofold. Let's, let's elect governments that take less of our money. And I don't know how you feel about that. That might be for another <laughs> conversation, but but leave more in our pockets. But then comes the the personal responsibility, and I don't think w- w- what it shouldn't matter what you pay in taxes. A portion of your income should be given away. Period. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's just being being a, a good human being. Mm. Give something away, people. Holy dying. Yeah. You know, work it out. Um, yeah, but I recently was at church, and they were talking about the discipline of giving, right? And they go back to the uh, the encounter with the widow and the two mites, mm-hmm. and, like, giving out of need, not out of abundance. Yeah. Hmm. And that's a scary thought yes, to me. Yeah. It's like, mm, well, but God's given me this stuff to use it smartly, right? Like, that's yeah. my justification. Yes. <laughs> and, and obviously, using it in, to give to other people, I try to justify as, like, an unsmart thing yeah. or whatever, unintelligent thing. Yeah. But it's not. No. Right? Because, like, yeah. And, I mean, people do a lot right now in community, too. Like, anything from, like, donations of, like, gloves and mittens as we're in, and boots and jackets and scarves as we're encountering the winter season. Yeah. You know? And. But if any individual should get this, it should be a Christ follower. Yeah. Someone who follows Jesus should not be saying or should not have the attitude well, let government look after it, or the government needs yeah, to do more. I think anyone that's encountered a spiritual or divine experience and has been changed by it probably has an inclination of it being like, oh, there's there's things that are greater than myself that right. should help me to impact community and people, mm-hmm. right? The, um, and two, like you said, like someone is like, oh, I can't afford it at, the, at this time. Well... I'm sure that it goes above and beyond just financial. Like even you were saying earlier, like if if they go to a, a different housing and they don't have a group of people, well, I mean, th- there are ways to probably build relationships or s- help with needs or whatever it is outside of just, I don't have the money for it. 
But like yeah. you said, it's it's taking steps that maybe you'd feel uncomfortable or um, maybe becoming their friend, even though you have these other friends. Right? Like yeah, it's, but it's they're becoming I, relational. I, I don't I don't agree with that. I think there's a reason why Jesus talked more about money than he did about every every other topic. I think our our finances. Talked about hell more than any. No, he didn't. He didn't talk about heaven or hell. But I'm not. More, sa- I'm not more saying than don't more, give actually, money. Actually, let, let me go back to this because this is important. Oh my goodness. He talked more about money than he talked about heaven and hell combined. Actually. Oh, okay. So there's a reason why he did that is because our finances are tied to our heart. Yeah. And he knew that there there is no other battle going on within the human uh, experience than our treasure and our heart. And, and Jesus knew that. He knew that where our heart was, where, our, you know, where the things we care, cared about, that's where our heart was going to be. And if we truly care about people, we're, we're, going, to, we're going to put our finances but, but, behind but it. But the, the thing is, though, I guess I'm going to push back because I wasn't trying to say that it's not important to give money. What, and, and the thing is, the flip side of that is the exact opposite or the exact same. It's like I know tons of – well – I feel like I know tons of people who are more than willing to give money because that's comfortable to them because they mm-hmm. have money, but they're not willing to they're not willing to build relationship. Do you see more giving of finances in churches or building of relationships with people they don't really feel comfortable building relationships with? I mean, I, I feel like there's more giving than not. Yeah, I feel like it's. I don't even think you have to use the word people that are not comfortable doing it because I, I I've attended church before and being comfortable with who I sit beside and also not want to build a relationship with them. Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I guess so selfless. Would it be like selflessness? Yeah. Then? I think, I think the, the tying of these two things, like a practical example in my head is like what it could look as simple as getting on your lunch break, sitting down with someone that, you know, maybe is someone that is panhandling or outside bringing them lunch once a week, mm. twice a week, mm-hmm. and, and asking them about themselves. Build mm-hmm. that. Do that. Mm-hmm. Right? Can I, uh, about that, because I've gotten so much feedback on both sides when it comes to this, and maybe this is a stupid question to ask here on the podcast, but maybe walk th- through, because you've seen experience, say you're, wa- say you're in a big city and you're walking and someone comes up to you panhandling, asking for two bucks, right? Or something like that. I've heard both sides. Like, I've heard people be like, no, don't do it because it's just going to go into addiction. Or I've heard people be like, yeah. well, you should do this. Like, would you say, like, what, what, what is going to be the best thing for uh, people like that? I don't know. I've never met, a, I never met the, that example person, right? I think it could be different for each person that comes and asks. If you get to, to the point in your journey where you've overcome that desperation and can ask people for funds and money and things like that, complete strangers, um, yeah, I can't, I can't speak to that experience for them because I haven't, gone through it myself right but what i can say is like maybe it does mean having that conversation then with them and not necessarily being like tell me your life story but just like oh well how is your day going how's it been you know Mm. obviously it's cold is there something else i can do if you feel like you don't want to give the money someone money just being like oh is it you know what's the alternative that i can do other than just walking away and trying to forget about that awkward Mm. exchange yeah right i i know I, I tend to think of when Jesus said, if someone asks for your coat, you give them the shirt as well. Sure. Like without, where is this coat going? <laughs> what are you going to spend this shirt yeah. on? Like it's, there, there was no, there was no discovery of motive behind the giving that Jesus was, was right. encouraging us to, to do. Right. So. But, yeah. I think, I think it's, I think it's normal for us to ask that question sure, though. Absolutely. To be like, well, 
I don't want I don't want to cause harm. Right. Right. Like yeah. I think that's the intent of of that question. And maybe maybe not. I can't speak for everyone. Maybe some people no, just some, don't. Some of it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of it's my money. I don't want you yeah. to do something that do something. I wouldn't do with yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want you to drink my money. Yeah, Please I want to drink my money. I want to uh, drink my money. I want to waste my money on stuff that, you know, is an addiction in my yeah. life. Yeah, McDonald's. Uh, yeah, yeah. So shopping. I think. I think. Yeah. I. I. I've asked that question too. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, do I. Do I give and not worry? Mm. Right. Do I give unanxiously? Um. And is that fine? Is it okay to do that? Like, you know, I, I think the the scriptural justification that we get to is like, then we go back to the talent parable. Well, like, oh, I gave you money and you were giving it to people that were going to do it. Who knows what with it? Mm-hmm. You know, we create we create a God that asks that question uh, right. yeah. instead of just giving. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, good. We're getting down on time, guys. This has been a great conversation, and and it's actually blown by really fast. This is gonna yeah. be this is gonna be one well, of our th- longer for talking, podcasts. Guys. Man, I think that's we spent, awesome. To we get spent more too much time on Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we didn't get to the issues, but I think that's really awesome to get a bit of. Aware. Hopefully, the listeners have found it like a, a bit of awareness and also en- engaging and motivating for our, our hearts. Yeah. Like uh, me and Victor are not like uh, our hearts to be like. Okay, what? How, how do we? How do we yeah. look, look to build relationships and see needs? And, and then how does the church? Yeah, work? I super want to backpedal now and being like, I might not have the greatest answers, <laughs> right? I'm not an expert. Like this is just what I've experienced in the last two years. Sure. Yeah, and where my journey uh, of like faith and spiritual existence and all those kind of things have brought me through that space and time. That makes you 99 percent more an expert than most exactly. people who are listening yeah i'm one percent Inclu- less ignorant including than you us too. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well i i know as Eastside church as i as i said we you know we want to be about community transformation and we want to be able to respond to to these felt needs that are in yeah. the community too so we we have a facility here we got eight seven eight thousand more square feet to develop and and you know god made lead us to a place where this is this is what this space is used for sure, is, is yeah. responding to to people's felt needs when it comes to housing and you know programs for some of these root problems that people have and and uh so we're praying about that and let's stay in touch mm. yeah, uh, yeah and, yeah. and I because i i do believe you are a resource for the church and for those of us uh in the community that are trying to respond to also, this problem Victor, we're going to do this live we want to invite you to a a uh, Saturday night game of D and D. Would Absol- you like to come play tonight? Uh, Dicks and not. drugs. Uh, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. I don't want to be involved in any of that. <laughs> any of it. That's uh, fine. That's no. fine. You can keep being the devil's advocate. <laughs> uh, quotation marks included. I do want to give With a, a sh- halo I, over I, your. I do want to give a shout out. Oh, yeah, Dylan and Madeline. Yeah, I do yeah. want to give a shout out to Dylan. Dylan uh, over in the office is doing our editing. He's doing a great job. D Dog, and uh, and Madeline, bless Madeline's heart. She bless she does our posts every soul. year, and she texts me on Tuesday night, and she says, "Hey, your your podcast is posted," and I try to encourage her back with a text, saying something stupid like, "Your tops." That's what I say. That's an old. What does t- that what? mean? That's yeah. an old. That's an old timey. <laughs> is the, is the reverse of that? Is like your bottoms? Your bottoms. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It that, doesn't sound like it's from the forties. Your it tops. Does, yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't I, know what they I, talk like in I, the forties. I kind of think she think has a has a laugh over it, but she probably thinks it's weird. No, she probably does. So, Madeline, leave a comment below. 
Uh, let us know if you respond well to tops or bottoms. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Dylan as well. Dylan does a great job for us. And and all the all the guys at uh, Iron House Productions, guys and girls at Iron House Productions, and helping us out. And Noah, thank you so much for making guys, the trek up. Guys, this was actually incredibly fun and good. It was. I we'll think. have to have you back. We will. Yeah. yeah. You could be a regular. Absolutely. Yes. Sweet. Well, listen. Thanks for listening. Comment below some of your, uh, if you have comments, uh, thoughts, and, and ideas. Uh, perhaps you want to respond to something that you've heard in the podcast. Get a hold of us. You oh, can reach yeah. us at? Um, at the Shantyman Podcast. Instagram, just on Facebook, just look us up, uh, Shantyman Podcast. Uh, the Shantyman Podcast at gmail.com. Um, Facebook's the best place to uh, get on a conversation. So, write a comment on there, comment on our post. Also, if you see other people comment, debate or encourage them or whatever, let's get some conversation going there. Absolutely. That's the best, best place to reach us. And now it's time for listener mail. Listener mail, listener mail. We don't have any. Yes, we do have listener mail, actually, Sam. You were misinformed. We do have listener mail. And actually, we've asked our guest, or I've asked our guest, because you didn't know that we had listener mail. We've asked our guest. Weeks no, in advance. Noah Black. To go ahead and read our listener mail. Go ahead, Noah. Do you think I'm going to get like friend requests because both my names have been said, <laughs> my first name, family name? Probably. Can you yes. read it in like a, a D&D voice? <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, we're not getting involved in that here. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Nobody's involved. Because we respect Victor and we try. Uh, so this, this uh, comment or question was sent by Byron. Shout out, Byron. Uh, it's a, and this was in, in relation to the, the last podcast, uh, the one that involved Christian Music and Paul Coleman. Yeah, he Paul Coleman's co- podcast from a, from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So Christian Music, quotation marks. Um, he, he says this, great discussion, deep. I had to listen to it twice through. Niceness isn't the tenth fruit of the spirit. And that's in quotation marks. Paul, Paul said that. Yeah. Too. Agreed as long as we keep the other nine in mind. Do I have to tell them the emojis that are being used? <laughs> no. <in this? laughs> no, thanks for the emoji, yeah. emojis, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do think everyone should strive to be nice, but we often will be perceived as being not nice, particularly if you suggest that someone may be wrong in their beliefs. Mm. And he's still trying to decipher the lyrics of the song he mentioned, Mr. Religion. Right on. Great. Well, thanks for commenting, Byron. We appreciate you listening in. And I know Byron's a regular listener to the podcast. So we want to thank you so much for taking the time to comment. Good comment. And we, uh, we appreciate uh, all of our listeners. We love you guys so much. Have a great day. Blessings. Blessings.